Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. And welcome to Charlton Live. This is the big match preview. My name is Louis Mendez. And on this week's show, we'll be looking back at the fine 2-1 win over at Fratton Park earlier on in the week and ahead uh, to AFC Wimbledon and chatting about everything in between as well. Joining me uh, to do just that, first up, Mr. Lewis Cat. How you doing, Luke? Yeah, good, mate. Thank you. How are you? Yeah, not too bad. How's your, how are you feeling at the moment? We've got a good win. Lost a young striker, bought Scott Fraser. It's a confusing time to be a Charlton fan. I don't know if I'm happy or sad. Yeah, it was a very busy Monday, wasn't it? We were just saying off air all the the excitement of the transfer window and a big game at Pompey. It was all a bit. It was it kind of quite overwhelming the whole day. But yeah, to end with with Burstow leaving was obviously a bit of a sad note. But you know what can we do? Fraser coming in very very good. So happy with that. Lovely stuff. And also joining us to discuss all of those things is Mr. Mark Newby. How are you doing, Chef? 
I'm surviving, so that's as far as I'm going to go. <laughs> Excellent stuff. Well, as long as we aren't going to use our promising young chefs to Chelsea as well, that's all I care about. So on the, this evening's show, uh, we will be, as I said, we, we, we've just heard the goals from Portsmouth, and we, we're going to delve into that first, because I think the game was probably the biggest part uh, of the week for me, because it was a really uh, enjoyable game. But we will discuss what else happened on that Monday, the transfer deadline day. Uh, of course, we did sign Scott Fraser uh, early on on Monday, which was almost forgotten about by the time we had all the excitement of the Portsmouth game and, and Mason Burso going out. We're going to hear from Jacko on that game and on those uh, ins and outs. Also going to hear from Sean Clare, uh, who's uh, having a good season, in my opinion, and provided the cross for the own goal uh, that we heard a few moments ago down at Portsmouth. Also, some excellent news during the week. Daniel Carney, uh, who's been scoring goals for fun uh, in the 18s and 23s so far this season, he signed on uh, to a long-term professional deal uh, with the club. So we're going to hear from the young striker. We've got your views as well, emails and tweets, uh, people who've contacted, uh, contacted the show throughout the week. And of course, we will look ahead to Saturday's London derby with AFC Wimbledon. Uh, another game back at the Valley. So, I mean, we just heard the goals there, Lewis, from the, the winner, Portsmouth. Um, I mean, uh, par for the course, really, whenever we go down to uh, the South Coast. Now, nine wins out of ten on our last uh, ten trips to Fratton Park. I mean, that's unbelievable. Uh, but once again, I think, uh, you know, as they tend to be on our trips down there, uh, deserve three points. Yeah, massively. You know, that's the thing that impressed me the most and I was happy, the most happy about was not just the win because obviously we'd had a win the week before in the league as well at home and it maybe didn't feel as deserved as as it did on Monday. I think we we played very well. I thought we kept our shape. I thought we looked disciplined. I thought defensively when, when Portsmouth had a few moments, we dealt with it very well. Um, and also going forward, we looked very good. And when we were looking at sort of man of the match afterwards, looking at Twitter, there were a lot of people that we're sort of picking out different man of the matches. And I think that tells you sort of how good overall our performance was on, on Monday night and against a, an opposition that are, are trying to get themselves into the playoff mix, you know. So all in all, a very, very good win. And, and not just because we've managed to get those back-to-back wins now, what that'll do for confidence in the league, but also the fact that it was such a, a good performance all round. And, and I couldn't pick a player out of that side that I didn't think performed well on Monday night. Yeah, I mean that, that. As Lewis said, the most important thing, obviously, is is the three points. But the fact it came with that sort of high energy, high tempo performance that we probably haven't seen for a few weeks. Maybe the Ipswich game, the last time we played really well, Mark. And, and, and you know, it's probably in, in many ways a performance very similar to that first one under Jacko up at up at Sunderland. It's good to get back to those sort of levels. You do wonder where that team's been hiding for the last five weeks, because. You know, sitting and watching it, it was a case of there was press, there was passion, there was fight, there was skill. All the things which we eulogised over the team, Jacko was getting out of them as a caretaker manager. All the things we were saying was missing when he became permanent. So it's a, is this like someone's flipped a switch on them again? I mean, maybe they've had a rocket. Maybe they've said, you know, this is a chance to push on. They've seen players coming back from injuries, so the squad's better. Those players now are at more risk. And you've only got to look at the players who didn't even make the bench. And there's a, there's a good five or six players who are going to be going, well, I might not even see a shirt again this season. So, and that's only going to be good for us because it's only going to get them playing how we know they can play. Mm. Now, potentially, Lewis, a little bit of luck <laughs> in the in the build-up to the first goal. I mean, Chucks and EK offside as the cross comes in from the right-hand side. I mean, having watched it back, when you freeze frame it, obviously it's obvious. I can see how the linesman's missed it. Not that I'd be accepting it if it'd gone the other way. I'd still be furious. But Chuck sort of makes a dart across the striker to get the, the, the sort of the, the same side of him as, as where the cross is coming from. Uh, so in, 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 in the split second, he is the wrong side. But then, you know, almost immediately he's back in line when he's darted across and, and stepped back across. So you can see how he's missed it. Like I say, I'd be fuming if it'd gone... Uh, the the other way, um, but I mean it's a wonderful cross from the right hand side for um, from from Adam Matthews and, and Chucks did well to to get a header on it. The, the goalkeeper's going to feel a little bit hard done by there because he put a fantastic save in. But you know Connor Washington on on the spot anticipated it and, and was there to make the finish. Yeah, yeah, you know, and the, the thing is with a decision, those things go against us all the time. So it kind of felt like it was about time that something went our way. Um, and it did on this occasion, which was which was great. I mean, like like you, it didn't on first viewing. It's only when you slow it down, really. It, it was a, like an obvious offside in, in real time view. You couldn't really tell. And 
even when replaying it back, I think from the linesman's view, it almost looked like Washington got the touch to it first and, and Chucks wasn't really... It, it was a weird one. Like it, it was it was bizarre. But I mean, he is offside, but it's about time something like that went our way. And, and yeah, as you say, a brilliant ball from Matthews, who's come under a bit of criticism in the last few weeks for some of his displays and hasn't really been in the team much, you know, with that area being, um, being taken up by DJ. So it was good to see him come in and put in a, a decent performance and get an assist as well. And yeah, another goal for Connor Washington, who again, worked his socks off for the entire 90 minutes. He was, you know, absolutely outstanding as per um, a real, a real example. And just, uh, yeah, just one player of, of many good performances on Monday night. Mm, yeah. And cause the opening goal did come after we'd started to build some momentum in the game. I felt Portsmouth probably came out the stronger side, but what, 10, 15 minutes in, we started to grow into it. I mean, we, um, a lot of that was coming through Corey Blackett Taylor, his pace. I mean, there was there was other midfielders getting involved, but I mean, he nearly scored. Was, what we, would, would have easily been our goal of the season there, Blackett Taylor. We picked the ball up well within his own half and made that darting run forward, and his shot just swerving at the last and and into the uh, the front end uh, rather than nestling into the top corner. But I mean, we've seen it in fits and starts from Corey, but he played well last weekend against Fleetwood, and he, he played well on Monday against Portsmouth as well. Yeah, I had him down for man of a match before they gave it to him. And But like Lewis said, it could have been anyone, really, up, up until the keeper. Um, it's a strange thing with him. Again, like I just said, there's, there's players coming back, and he knows in that position now there's going to, going to be a lot more competition. It would have been a perler of a goal. I think I've, I've said before on here many times, I think you know, Pompey, either home and away, is, is always my favourite one to look forward to, to the season because I, I equate them... The same as us. They've got passionate fans who probably deserve a bit more from their team sometimes, but they will still turn up, make some noise. And you keep them quiet, which we did. They don't turn as much, but their volume just goes down, apart from the guy with the bell. So it's, you know, we did what we had to do. I think Jacko said to them, you know, if you keep it tight and then you'll grow into the game, which we did. We pushed them back. We didn't let, you know, they had a probably less than a handful of sort of like opportunities. I think it was one which was played open and it, they could have should have scored from and one where the guys run through the middle and it, he just swung his leg at it and that could have quite easily gone in. Could have been a whole different game. But we we executed Jacko's plan, you know, and you do wonder maybe, you know, putting his heads together, we should be giving a touch more credit with Skiverton and Yuli as well. So they've they've looked at it and said, right, how can we take it to them how can we turn it round and I think the proof was in the pudding as it were because we came home with the points and deservedly so I mean mm. the last 10 minutes once they scored I think we all went oh it's Charlton we know what's going to happen 96th minute blah 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 but we saw it out we saw it out well we got our heads we got our bodies in there and they didn't really have another sniff after that goal so you know happy days yeah, a couple of half chances, didn't they, in the in, in the closing stages? But there's nothing too clear cut. I and mean, we haven't spoken about our second goal yet. Uh, Matthews involved uh, again, but it was Sean Clare getting forward from that right centre back position. Uh, he certainly got all the attributes to run out of that back three because he he's more or less a midfielder, really, isn't he? But he, he put in a, a superb cross, and again Washington uh, was lurking, and, and and the defender Clark Robertson's put it into the back of his own net. But it was all really about the delivery uh, from Sean Clare. Yeah, I thought Clare was outstanding. Um, and not just in this game. I think since Jacko's come in, I think he's been one of the ones that stand out for me because he's kind of been forced, when we had that shortage of players defensively, he was forced to play in that position, which was what he did at Oxford and he didn't he didn't enjoy it. And that was kind of contributed to his move. But the way he slotted in that position for us, he's been absolutely incredible. And I mean, his performance on uh, on Monday night, for me, I, I actually had him down as man of the match because I thought he he did absolutely everything right. Um, and I think the consistency of his performances, even when we've not been that great over the last few weeks, has been very good. And for someone that wasn't really getting a sniff under Nigel to come in under Jacko and make such a difference, it's another classic tale with with George Dobson. You know, I think I think Sean Clare is is up there as well with the the turnaround that he's had since Jacko's come in. And yeah, a fantastic assist, a great ball across. And I mean, the defender can't do anything with that apart from put it in his own net. But like you say, that that ability to be an, an extra attacking outlet, but also do those defensive duties, make him a very important player for us. And him and George Dobson, for me at the moment, are both both shooing for player of the year. Yeah, yeah, Dobbo for me, but not too far ahead of Sean Clare. I think he's had a good season as well. Um, I mean, they, they did get one back. I don't know. 
it, it was low and powerful, but when 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 Maka's got a hand onto it, I guess as the goalkeeper, you'll think, oh, I could have I could have kept that out. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Do you think he could have done slightly better with that? No. I mean, well, no. You can always do better. He could have stopped it going in. But you're right. Hard low, which is what they're drilled to do. You know, even if he'd put his foot down and got to it, I'd, you know, he tried to react and but already bounced in past him. It's hard to blame him for that, I think, possibly their movement of that guy who came on. I mean, the Portsmouth fans were screaming, you know, he should have been on earlier. And look, they've all said they're a better side with him in it. But, you know, they, they, they for whatever reason, the Cowleys decided tactically he wasn't either fit or ready. And yeah, it sounded like he was, I think he was coming back from COVID. So that's yeah. why, yeah, they explained so, the next day. But you know, I've always said, you know, if you're if you're fit enough to be on the bench, you're fit enough to play eighty nine minutes because anything can happen in that first minute. Someone pulls something, and then you go right. You're going to have to go on. So it, it's hard. Why do we I mean, waste I'd... all this money on sports scientists? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <When Mark> says... <laughs> all, that's it. All you need is a fat chef with an internet inter- education. <laughs> um, uh, no, so uh, no, I don't, I don't think you can. I think defensively we look good. I mean, Innes. I mean, we haven't talked about him yet. He was. You know, everywhere and amazing, and how he never decked Sean Clare when he pushed him is, is, is restraint. I <laughs> yeah. think we've all seen well, that clip. What was but going through was. your mind though when he dived in for that sliding challenge, which he did get perfectly, to be fair? You know, I'm thinking if if he's going to make it, he's going to make it. It's it was that, and I think he's in that kind of form at the moment. I mean, I think what that's only the second goal we've conceded. Did I read rightly when he's been in the back four? So. You know, he, he's there and he's immense, and I'm glad he's skipper. Um, I think he can drive them on, and but Jesus, he scares the um, living daylights out of the opposition sometimes, and they can't deal with him at free kicks. So if he can stay fit, he's and I know his contract's up at the end of the summer. If I was Jacko, I'd be like trying to say to go up to the boardroom and say, look, let's offer this guy something because he can he can be our you know star for us. Yeah, it is a massive question mark about his fitness, but I really, I really do hope that he can find a way to prove that fitness between now and the end of the season. Because, yeah, as you said, he has been very good uh, since he's coming to the side. I mean, we, we, we've spoken about that record. It is a mad record down at Fratton Park, um, and I just can't put my finger on it. Why that is the case, Lewis? Like, why is it we always win there? It's like it's like the opposite of us going to Millwall. Yeah, exactly that. You know, it's but it's on the same the same thing as you say with the Millwall thing for us, like. I think after a certain amount of times, it, it must just get in players' heads and you know, and fans as well. And as Mark said earlier, what, we started playing our game and our game plan properly, and then their team just couldn't get couldn't get a foot on the ball. We we absolutely dominated them, and and all of a sudden you're silencing what what is normally a, a very hostile, you know, very dangerous place to go to at Fratton Park. You know, it's it's quite it's a tough place to go. They've got big, they've got passionate fans, big attendances. Um, but every time we've been there, we seem to, you know, our away following is, as as always, outstanding. And Monday night was no different, especially considering it was on Sky. We, we've got an incredible away following and, and it didn't take long for us to, to silence Fratton Park. And once you do that, I think they lose quite a lot of, of their momentum and their motivation. And, and as soon as we got our game plan going and we started controlling that game, I felt fairly comfortable. And even really when we conceded near the end, you know, as Mark said, the classic Charlton of clinging on for, for the last couple of minutes or whatever. We didn't really do that. We looked quite comfortable and, and the fans really helped with that. So, yeah, I mean, not a bad not a bad curse to have on a club, is it? You know, we have it with Millwall and it's incredibly frustrating. So it's nice for the for the shoe to be on the other foot for once and for us to be causing that, that aggro for another side. Yeah, and there was excellent support from the Addicts fans down there as well. They made a hell of a lot of noise. Uh, I hope everyone enjoyed it. Right, let's hear what the gaffer had to say about the match afterwards. I spoke to him on a number of topics, as you can imagine, uh, after what had been a busy Monday. And we will hear some more from Jacko uh, in a few moments' time. But I just wanted to know what he made of the performance down at Fratton Park. Yeah, big three points um, against the you know a rival in the league. Not much team above us that we want to try and obviously catch. Uh, so sort of close the gaps really important. Um, and I think just getting you know like a the performance and the way that we've gone about our business and getting that win really pleasing. I think it's uh, will do do my team and the, the squad uh, then their confidence, the world of good. I think, yeah, especially after you took the lead in that first half, I think it, it felt like Chuck were building up to something. And then after that, they felt pretty dominant in the first period in particular. Yeah, I felt the goal was coming when we did score, and uh, thought we was 
You know, I thought we was a better team throughout the game, really. But certainly in that first period, we carried a massive threat uh, on the counter-attack and I thought we should have had more goals. Um, Gilby's hit a post there. Uh, I haven't seen it back, but you know we've been working a lot on him and getting in those positions and um, trying to add, add goals to his game. So great that he's getting in those positions. He had another, another opportunity there in the first half as well. So I think we should have been further out of further ahead further out of sight and uh, even at two obviously you know you're always one goal from being a bit of a uh, panicky ending a bit of luck perhaps with the first goal looks like Chucks might have been offside in the build up yeah it does look like it uh, I think he was offside but like I say I think we've done more than enough in the game to warrant at least two goals so uh, yeah we've you know it's gone our way that one um, there's been a couple that haven't gone our way isn't there uh, of late uh, thinking about the crew game and uh, the equaliser that I felt should have should have stood. So um, yeah, we, we've got that one. That one's gone our way tonight. So I'm pleased with that. You mentioned the performance; it seems to step up another level again today. What do you think that, that's happened sort of this week that, that's got that out of them again? Um, I, we've had a really good week on the training ground. We've, you know, done done some really good good prep. But, you know, it's a it's a big game, isn't it? Against you know, it's, it's always a great atmosphere here. The teams that's just above you in the in the table, it's on the TV. It seems to bring out the best in us. Those sort of games. Um, it can't be that we, you know, we're only sort of able to raise our performance levels for these type of games. That has to be every single week now. If we want to do anything with the rest of the season, I've told the lads that, you know, because I know they're capable of it, and uh, it frustrates me when they when they dip off. Um, but tonight they've all stepped up. Every single one of them, the lads who came on, the lads who you know didn't uh, rallied round them and uh, got what we deserved. I thought. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. In momentarily tries a difficult ball, finds Gilby, super work, Gilby turns inside, can he finish? Yes he can! Super goal from John, just when you thought that ball from Lee was too complicated, too difficult, he picks out Alex Gilby, with a superb, superbly well to hold his man off, and drills it to the right hand side, his right hand side gives Wharton no chance at all, and Charlton surely now put the game to bed. Charlton Live. There we go. Welcome back to Charlton Live. This is the big match preview. We've had so much to talk about already on this week's show, and we've only really touched on the fact that we went down to Portsmouth on Monday evening and won uh, by two goals to one. Our first away win since November, I think it was, when we played Burton Abbey. And how big is that, Mark? How big? How important is it that we sort of just get that ticked off after, you know, struggling? I mean, we've been poor on the road in quite a few games recently. The likes of Shrewsbury and Plymouth. Um, you know, there was certainly room for improvement and, and we've uh, sort of stepped into that room now. Yeah, I mean, we were like a 40-minute team where we'd look okay for 40 minutes, but unfortunately it's 90-minute games. Hopefully, this will be... I mean, we you always talk about a turning point or something which ignites them. And the hardest thing now, because we don't really... You know, we don't really have really a sniff at getting in the playoffs. That That would be madness I think to say that we're going to win our remaining every game 
are we going to get relegated? No, we're not, because there's some dross right down the bottom. And so we're in that mid-table. What do you do now? Do you try and finish as high as possible? Do you try and get some of the kids into, you know, blood them for next season? Does Jacko start thinking, right, who will I have next season? Why am I going to keep... I'm going to not keep Watson. Why do I even keep him on the bench? That kind of thing. So he's going to use these games possibly to look at next season. It's difficult because um, of how it is, of where we are in the season. It's 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 a it's a it's a tough mm. thing. I mean, you want to win more games, simple as that. But you've sometimes always got to look at the bigger picture. Is it better if we don't win a game and we draw a game, but someone's come in for forty minutes maybe and got a bit more experience towards next season? You know, maybe he puts Deji back in on the bench, or you know, possibly um, Carnu makes the bench now. Because mm. I, I'm pretty much of a certain, okay, we've got Burstow back and we're going to talk about him in a bit, but he's not our player anymore. Next season, Carney will be. So, mm. you know, is that the way you approach games? It's hard to tell yeah. what the mentality is going to be. I imagine that, I'm certain that point in the season will come, um, probably when we're certainly safe from relegation. And not, I mean, I think we've, you know, we've given ourselves a, a good a good buffer now between ourselves and the relegation zone after the win. But, you know, that's the sort of thing you'd expect to happen maybe last three or four games of the season. But you mentioned there, obviously, Burstow uh, going out. Scott Fraser coming in. It was a very busy uh, transfer deadline day as well as having the game down at Fratton Park on uh, Monday. We turned up and, uh, well, for all we knew, on, on the way down, uh, Mason had travelled. And that was correct. Mason Burstow had travelled uh, to Portsmouth. But once uh, the players started filing into the stadium a couple of hours before kickoff. Uh, the eagle-eyed amongst us noticed that Mason Burstow wasn't there. So, uh, you know, a call here and a call there. And I found, uh, had it confirmed that he wasn't there. And uh, the Premier League side had put a bid in. Uh, as the game progressed, there was reports that we turned down a couple of bids. Apparently, Thomas Sangard had uh, sent messages to Talk Sport saying as such. But then uh, we got to the end of the game. You know, we saw Sangard going in and out. And Gallon, uh, sort of, uh, they were sat not too far ahead of us. I saw him coming in, in quite late after the second half. And I wondered all... Oh, What's been going on there? And as we found out at the end of the game, uh, Mason Burstow was going to be move on uh, to Chelsea, but come back on loan. So you'll, you'll hear in a few moments' time the the conversation I have with Johnny Jackson, where he confirms that was to be the case. Uh, and also I asked him about Scott Fraser as well, who had come in uh, so much earlier on during the day that I think everyone had forgotten uh, by the time the game had finished. But this is what Jacko had to tell me uh, when I asked him what the latest was on Monday evening uh, with Mason Burstow. Yeah, so Mason... Uh... He was in the squad actually, but obviously, you know, um, things developed late. Um, so he went off to have discussions. Um, that was, you know, just a few hours before kickoff. So I believe that a deal is very close um, and that he will be coming back on loan to us. So, uh, you know, great that, you know, the club have obviously, um, the chairman has obviously got a deal that he's happy with. Um, but also we get the player back as well, so you know, I think that's important because if we had a lost Mason, I think that you know with Stockley being injured, that does leave us light in, in that area of the pitch. So glad that we can get him back. Yeah, is it tough to see a young player go like that? But I guess it's the best of both worlds that at least you get him for for another six months or so. Yeah, it is. It's, you know, someone I talk about him a lot, especially recently, and someone that that we love here and I'm really really uh, fond of him and I love his attitude and it's been great to see him develop and he's got loads to do he's still he's still so young and I was really enjoying helping him develop and give him, giving him the opportunities that, that, he, that he's had so far so pleasing that if, if we do manage to get him back on loan that I can can help you know continue that development and uh, hopefully send him to Chelsea at the end of the season, even better player than what he is now. Can you tell us about Scott who's coming? I remember when he played at the Valley for Milton Keynes, he was, uh, he was very impressive. He was, yeah. I remember uh, giving our lads a bit of a rocket at half-time uh, during that game because he was, uh, he was running right. So he's someone that I've known about for a long time and uh, he's got, yeah, yeah, bundles of ability. Um, yeah, really good player and someone that... Um, you know, I've been keen keen to bring in for, for quite a while. So to get that done, really pleased. I think he'll fit into our system really nice. There we go. So, yeah, really fascinating stuff. Uh, and we'll come on to Fraser in a minute because I, I do think the bigger story was the fact that Mason went and is now back. I mean, how, how do you view that as a move, Lewis? Obviously, we don't know the, the sort of figures being banded around. It's, 
you know, you ask anyone to have a guess at what they think someone like Mason Burstow should go for, and you ask 10 different people, you get 10 different numbers. And, you know, unless you're really involved in the deal, which I'm not, I don't know how you value a player who's only played a handful of games in League One. Um, but looking at, you know, Thomas has said it's a good deal for us, which obviously he is going to say, he's not going to come out and say it's a bad deal, but assuming it is a reasonable financial package for us and the fact we've got him back on loan, I mean, there's still a frustration that we've lost a young striker, I guess. It's it's trying to balance that up. Yeah, you know, it's it's very difficult. I mean, for me, as a as a fan, obviously, I'm very disappointed to see him, to see him go because we're only just starting to see Mason Burstow as a as a first team regular and and see what he can bring and what I've seen so far you know he's been outstanding and he's he's played in some very difficult games for us and he's put in some very good performances the move to Chelsea obviously for him and his family is a, is a massive one and an opportunity when something like that comes up it is very hard to turn it down so I do see why he he would want to explore that um my only concern is he's still very very young and to go to Chelsea now, I mean, obviously I want him to do well, but there's no there's no real guarantee, and there's, and it's very unlikely, especially at the age he is now, that he's going to feature for the first team in the in the immediate future. So, it's it's whether he is going to be happy spending the next two or three seasons either playing under twenty threes football for Chelsea or or playing out on loan somewhere, you know, preferably with us, I imagine, but. You, you don't know. I mean, he might go there and make an immediate impact and start ending up on the bench every week. You don't know, but that's that's very unlikely at the age he is now for that to happen. So it's a difficult one because I understand why he'd make the move because it, it's what you you work towards as a footballer. You know, he's worked very hard. We we got him off Maidstone. He's come to us and he's got his his professional debut and he's done very well in that. And now he's he's earned a move and and the interest of the European champions and he's gonna he's gonna take that opportunity. So I think it's important that we got him back on loan because we're in we're in short supply in that position. Um, so it's good to see him back playing the rest of the season here. And I know he'll give a hundred percent. My only frustration is it's a loan spot uh, which will take us to six loans, I believe. So we're not going to be able to have all of them in a match day squad. So. Either, you know, the likes of Mason, Niall John, Juan Castillo, Elliot Lee, Akin Fainwo, one of them is going to have to miss out. And you start looking at who is going to miss out. Um, so that's my only frustration with it, really. It's, it's inevitable when the interest came in, I, I kind of thought it would happen. Um, and, you know, I wish him all the best because he's, he's a great player and I think he's got a great future ahead of him. I just hope that they, they treat him properly at Chelsea. That's that's my only concern. Because, mm, I mean, it goes without saying he's not, he's not going to be playing for the first team at Chelsea anytime soon. And I think these even his signing photo was with the the people at the Academy rather than obviously with, with Tommy Tuchel. Um what would would you make of the fact he's come back? I mean as Lewis has said, it, you know, if we need a striker off the bench, he scored off the bench at Crew, he's got a decent goal scoring record. You know, I think I've been quite consistent in saying that, funnily enough, I think he struggles to impact games still because he's an 18-year-old. That's exactly what you'd expect from an 18-year-old striker at pretty much any level. But he does have quite a good goal return. So he does have an edge on the likes of Carl and Grant, who struggled to impact games and didn't score goals for at least two or three years. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's not like he was our first-choice striker. It's, it's, it's such a strange, strange situation to be in that you'd wish he was still here in five years' time when he's really hit the ground running rather than, well, that, we know that's not going to be the case now. Well, it's difficult because for him, it's it's a double-edged sword because he comes back to us on loan and, OK, Johnny goes with Chucks and Washington up front and then he comes on, he doesn't score. What you're going to get is going to get a lot of people, oh, he's not, he's not trying, he's not trying, he doesn't want to get injured, you know, he's got his big move. And it's, it's going to be put a lot of pressure on him. And, you know, firstly, anyone who tweets him abuse and hate mail should really give her head a serious wobble he's 18 you know and he's been got approached by Chelsea they've probably quadrupled his wages in one swipe of a pen and the thing is we've only seen him you know for a handful of games so it's hard to feel oh no they've nicked one of our players because I don't feel the same like that as I did about someone like Gomez or Konza going and obviously Chelsea see something in him. Now their scouts would have watched him play in the under-23s, in other games, because that's what do. You send your scouts to other clubs, small games. It's not like they've just watched him you know, on Quest highlights and see him bag a couple of goals. So they obviously see something in him. It's harder. We look at it and see, well, hold on a minute. 
Chelsea had a very good youngster who had to go to four different clubs before he's actually made himself at, you know, a decent player in the Premiership. I can think of maybe Tammy Abraham at Chelsea. He's the only kid who's come through and managed to get in their first team as a striker. And he's had to go to Roma to get a game. So I think money talks. And, you know, if we were in the Premiership, we'd probably be doing the same. We'd be looking at players maybe coming through, you know, League One sides and thinking, you know, there could be a pearl there. We could get cheap now and could turn out to be good for us. I'm guessing the sell-on's very good is why Thomas would be happy. So if he does prove to be good... Like the Lookman thing, you know, it can then put an extra few quid in, in a bank in a couple of years' time. It's he's playing the long game. It's it's a shame, but you know, move on. You support the players who you know are here. Okay, he's back on loan. As again, how much is he going to be playing? Depends how fast Stockley comes back. So he's going to go and drop down to possibly fourth choice anyway. Mm. So difficult. Yeah, quick one. There is some Scott Fraser coming in. Um, I mean, we were all very excited when he went to, when he was at Milton Keynes here against the Valley. I actually blame him for the start of Lee Bowyer's downfall at Charlton because I always look back at that game where we got beat uh, at the Valley in front of those 2,000 fans who were able to come back in under whatever the COVID regulations were at the time. Uh, we got beat 1-0 and, and Bo sort of lost the plot and had a, had a pop at the fans who were in. Uh, and Scott Fraser was amazing that day. So he was partly the reason that we were we struggled that day and Bo was frustrated and then he had a pop at the fans and then it all down went all downhill from there. So Scott Fraser, I mean, really, we should be booing him. But um, uh, he was the man who, who started the downfall for Bowyer. But jokes aside, he's uh, been a good player who's not really been utilised by Ipswich from what I understand. I mean, we know there's loads of talent there. Just hoping he's not the next Ben Reeves, who was the last person we got directly from Milton Keynes. who was excellent for them and then turned out to be not, not as good for us. Yeah, I mean, I know he was a target of ours in the summer as well um, and ended up going to Ipswich. Um, and yeah, very, very good. I mean, what for MK last season, I think he got 14 goals and six assists, which is, you know, their numbers that are, that are very, very good. Probably up there with, with the best in the league for for that sort of tally for, for goals and assists combined. Yeah, that's very good. Um, and he's just gone to Ipswich. I know they, they had a massive recruitment drive in the summer and ended up bringing in what felt like every single half decent league one player that they could get um and just hasn't really hasn't really been played in the right position from what i read a lot of their comments from their fans were obviously disappointed that he was let go so that says something about it if he, you know he's not made a huge impact for them this season but the fans are still upset that he's leaving that says something about his potential um from what i heard he was played out on left wing which wasn't his suited position you know he's still got three assists this year for them in 15 games so I think it's a great bit of business. You know, I think he's somebody that I really wanted us to sign in the summer. We obviously missed out Twip Switch at the time. We've, we've got him now. I think he's the sort of midfielder that, that we're missing at the moment with, you know, Elliot Lee's forms dipped off a little bit. Um, Albie's come in and done absolutely outstanding these last two games uh, in the league. So there's a bit of competition there for places. But I, I think he's a, a really good addition and, and another one on a decent contract as well. So, Maybe a bit, a bit of a, a slight hint towards building for next season because I think he'll be really important when given a given a full preseason and a full season with us. I think he'll make a real impact. Lovely stuff. Well, someone who has made a real impact despite being played out of position over the last few weeks is, of course, Sean Clare, who's uh, been slotting into that back three since uh, ever since the Burton game. I think, if I remember correctly. Uh, which was, of course, our last away win before the victory down at Portsmouth. Uh, he put the cross in for the second goal at Fratton Park on Monday evening. He came to speak to me afterwards. I just asked him what he made of uh, picking up the three points down there. Yeah, I think um, it was a deserved three points in the end. Um, it was a bit tight towards the end, but they were a good side. They were always going to create some chances, but I thought we limited them. Um, I thought we got, got into the rhythm of the game really quickly and had a really good first half. And on another day, we, we score three or four. So um, I think it's a deserved win and uh, we'll take three points and move on to the weekend. It's a funny place for Charlton to come because on, on paper, you know, the, the crowd are right on top of you. It's quite a tough one, but we've won nine out of our last 10 visits here. I mean, what was it like playing out there under you know, such a hostile crowd? Yeah, I just I just heard about the record. Um, I didn't know that beforehand, but um, obviously it's, it's a big club that we're playing against. Um, they've got good players, they've got good support. But I think we dealt with that really well. We were able to keep the crowd quiet at times when they were getting behind them. So um, I think it's a credit to all the players that, that were out there. And um, yeah, I think on, on to the next. Yeah, how important is that win for, for morale? So we had the, the victory at Fleetwood and then, and then the Papa John's exit in midweek. But it's the first away win since November as well. It probably gets a monkey off your back. Yeah, I mean, we're just taking each game as it comes. Obviously, it's a massive one. and It would be great for confidence beating a, a team like that who are 
who are slightly above us as well. And we're closing the gap to the teams above us. And all we can do is, is move forward. And we've got another big game on the weekend. Um, and if we play anything like that, especially in the first half, we'll give ourselves a great chance of winning it. What about your personal performance? You seem to be loving life in that in that back. So you've been there for a while now, but you, you, yeah. you've taken it to it quite comfortably. Yeah, I'm enjoying. I'm, I'm still learning a lot on the job. Um, I think uh, the gaffers put a, a lot of trust in me. We've got a lot of a lot of players right behind me, so I know that if I, I don't put in the performance, I'll be swapped out because we've got some excellent players uh, waiting to get their chance. And um, so yeah, no, I'm enjoying it. I think the team's doing well, and I'm just happy to be part of that. And uh, in terms of, like I said, that, that first away win, is, is that something that's been playing on the players' minds recently? No, I think if you overthink stuff like that, you're not gonna, you're only going to put out pressure on yourself. Um, obviously, we're disappointed we haven't won more away, but if we overthink it, we'll just make it a lot harder for ourselves. But um, we are happy to get that away win. I think there's been games where we should have won um, um, and we haven't quite done it. Um, but yeah, I think today was well deserved and shows that we can't win away from home. What's the mentality about for the second half of the season? Obviously, there's a mountain to climb if it is to be catching up with the playoffs. But I guess at least they've got to try and make a dent in that, and if not, start off with uh, you know, some good momentum for the start of next season at least. Yeah, I mean anything's possible. We're just stepping into each game knowing that we've got the players in the building um, to win these games. Um, uh, on any given day, we can beat any team. So that's all we can do. Um, nothing, nothing's completely out of reach until it, it officially is. So we're just going to win every single game that we we play, and um, hopefully we can move up the table. And you never know. It's been a bit of a revelation, hasn't he, Sean Clare, being asked to play out of position? And I think we mentioned earlier on in the show. I, think, I, I remember you came to speak to us after the opening day of the season, Mark, against Sheffield Wednesday. Uh, and I remember, I remember thinking when I was speaking, so yeah, he, play, he played quite well today. Actually, he was in the midfield. He, you know, good running with the ball. I think, I think he had a chance at that game. If I can uh, recollect correctly but um yeah maybe one of those players who sort of drifted out the side a little bit under Nigel uh, and he's come back into the team under Jacko and uh, like we say playing out of position um but he's doing fine I mean there's, there's plenty of centre-halves at this club who, who could easily come in there or, or right backs like Gunter and Matthews who've both played on the right hand side uh, of the back three or in Gunter I think he's played central as well but I mean he's keeping that place and, and he's doing it well and he has that ability to get forward which as playing as part of a, a back three does always allow at least one of the centre-halves to get out a bit and, and, and he's got the attributes to do that. Yeah, it's funny because he'd fallen out with um, Robinson at Oxford because Robinson wanted to play him in defence and you're thinking, ooh, OK then. But So there's probably more to it than that. Yeah, you're right, he's looking you know, solid and he's going to keep Lavelle out, he's going to keep Pierce out. He's got a great engine. It's funny because we'd mentioned Matthews earlier and he's another one who normally gets quite a lot of criticism. But when you look at his involvement in the goals, it was a lovely ball with Sean Clare bombing through. I mean, I think the guy who was supposed to be marking Clare was, had stopped for lunch. And uh, lovely ball across. So, and he's, he can look after himself. He's, he's not afraid to put the boot in. And he's physical. I think he sometimes skirts an edge. Um, I, I love him playing there. I think you feel secure. And if that's going to be uh, like formation, you're not so worried. I mean, I think once in the first five minutes we got caught over with a ball between the two of them. But that's just a communication. You just need your goalkeeper to be shouting a bit louder. And he has. You're right. He's been a revelation. And I, th- I would be, I think, on most people's shortlist if you were to say for for play of the season for us. I think his name would definitely be on that list because I think we're a better team. And you do wonder what Atkins didn't see in him and or why you know we got this player in oh yeah lovely and then you're thinking but you're not even going to you're getting 10 minutes here and there and it's uh, sometimes it is horses for courses and the right manager's got put his arm around him and mm. you know you've got a player there who will now run through a brick wall for his gaffer and that's the kind of play i think we we like at charlton you might not be the most skillful but if you're showing that endeavor and that heart you know we'll love you yeah, and now I did promise uh, one more interview as well uh, today uh, with Daniel Carnu, the young striker, uh, 17 years old. Uh, he's already scored 31 goals uh, this season uh, coming up through the youth ranks. I mean, uh, just to remind you, we are still at the start of February, uh, so there's still plenty of time to, to try and get a few more. Uh, well, he signed a professional contract with the club at least until 2024, and Tom Rubichaud from the uh, the club uh, just asked him how he felt to get his uh, immediate future secured. Oh, that's a great feeling. <laughs> it's hard to explain how I feel right now. It's a massive, massive moment for me and my family. 
and yeah, I'm just really, really happy that I'm able to commit my future to this club. It's been quite a season for you. How much have you enjoyed it? Oh, I've enjoyed it so much, you know. <laughs> 31 goals before the end of January isn't something you hear all the time. And I'm really, really, really proud of myself uh, for doing this well this season. And I just want to continue that, even with the signing of the professional contract. I just want to continue doing well and helping the team win every week. And what do you think the key to your success, the 31 goals, has been? Um, persistence. Yeah. I just keep on going and going and going. I think, um, yeah, I just really, really want to... I, I just always want to score goals. And, yeah, I just always keep on trying and trying and trying. Even if I miss one chance, I just have the belief that I'm going to get another chance and I'm going to score the next chance. And that's what keeps, keeps me going. So even to the last minute, I'm always there. I'm always trying my best to try and get another goal. And yeah, it's just that ruthlessness that I have in, inside myself. And a nice moment here, signing the contract in front of your family. How much? How important have they been to your journey so far? They've been massive, massive, massive. Uh, they've helped me along the way. There have been times where my dad has dragged me out. Times where I just haven't really felt like I want to train. Back when I was younger, my dad dragged me out anyway. A lot of hard work has gone into this from the age of 10 when I started playing. And obviously when I joined the club as well, I had to work hard to solidify my place within the team as well. And yeah, it's a massive, massive moment for me and my family. They've helped me so much. Even my siblings, they've helped me a lot as well. It's just a great moment for all of us to enjoy. Oh, great to hear the the young man speaking so well, uh, Lewis. And you know, I mean that that's something we've all we we always want to make sure we get the youngsters tied down. And now, if someone like Chelsea decides to want to come in for him in January or next January, then well, they have to pay us money. You know, rather than just he'll see out his deal or, or whatever. So. You know, it's a strong position to be in and let's I mean the amount of goals he's scored I haven't had a chance to be go down to many or any academy games so far this season but uh, you'd love to see him get a couple of a couple of appearances off the bench by the end of the season wouldn't you a hundred percent I think everyone's screaming out for it you know as Mark said earlier I think once we've maybe secured safety and, and there's a couple of games to go I, I wouldn't be surprised to see him um you know, make a bench appearance and come off. And, you know, I mean, his the stats for him to score 31 goals at this stage of a season is absolutely phenomenal. And they're all good goals as well. You know, he's, he's a decent player. Um, I've watched a couple of the games on, on the stream and, and he's very, very good. And like you say, it's so important that we tie these talents down because we are such a, a good club and our academy is so, so well respected and we produce such good talent that it is natural, you know, that you are going to get the big boys of the Premier League sniffing around our players because we we produce them. And that's credit to the setup, you know, credit to Sergio Bellaccio and, and the team with the under-18s. You know, he's got some real good players there. I think Ryan Hughes signed a pro deal as well on the same day. So that's another one we've tied down. And I know there's been a bit of interest around Jason Adigan as well. So these are these are all players in our 18s that are already, you know, ruffling a few feathers and are drumming up some interest. So very important to get to get Dan Carnu tied down. And um, yeah, I, like you, I, I hope we do see him uh, in the senior side um, before the end of the season. Lovely stuff. Right, we've got loads of messages that have come in, of course, with what has been a, a busy week. Uh, first of all, on Twitter, Sam says, it was an amazing day out down at Portsmouth. My first away win uh, since Blackburn. Overall, uh, it's a, a decent uh, transfer window. Allen says, great result against Portsmouth. Shame we save our best performances uh, for the bigger teams. That needs looking at. If any team in a higher league comes calling, we will not be able to say no. So I don't blame Mason. Just hope a lot of the fee goes on players to get out of the league. Yeah, that, I mean, that is the big hope now that obviously... You know, Thomas will look to continue. I mean, he's spent money in the, in this window. We've, we've spoken about Fraser. We've spoken about Chucks and EK. Um, there, there'll probably be a little bit more money that we'll need spending in, in the summer, uh, or a fair bit, to, to get us up to speed. Uh, Jacob, uh, or Jacobs, uh, says, I'm really disappointed with the Charlie Kirk deal. Uh, I was very much uh, happy to send him on loan for the rest of the season, uh, or, or uh, back to Crew or a top-end League 2 uh, club, which would have done wonders for him. I believe we would have got a real player back in the summer, uh, to focus a rebuild around. However, the option to buy seems like such an odd decision. Uh, having Jacko say he hopes he comes back a better player seems a tad naive because he does show even a glimpse of the player he was at Cruz and I doubt we'll see him again. Uh, like you've all said, you don't become a bad player overnight. I think the decision to play him as a wing-back instead of more centrally in the Elliot Lee role was a bad one uh, and could have been the chance for him to create those chances that he did uh, for Crew. Ultimately, uh, if he does rediscover his form, 
then we have lost him for what is presumably a small amount of money. And if he doesn't, then we're getting back a player who is completely shot of all confidence. Seems like a lose-lose bad bit of business. Love the show. Uh, keep up the good work, guys. That's from Jacob. Cheers, Jacob. Hi to Jonathan West as well. He sent a, a few messages in. I hope you're doing well. Uh, mate, Steve says, uh, good performance at our happy stomping ground. Starting lineup seemed uh, lifted by the new signings. More pressure on places. Uh, just that final ball lacking at times, but impressive fighting spirit and fully deserved win. Claire, Gilby, Washington were the standout performers for me with flashes from Innes, Chucks and uh, Corey Blackett-Taylor. As well, Fraser is a really positive signing. If only we hadn't started our season uh, in October. Love the show. Keep the faith. That's from Steve. Cheers, Steve. Uh, Oliver says, great atmosphere at Fratton Park. We always win uh, at Fratton Park. It's just a shame uh, about Mason uh, leaving us. Yeah, I, I did mention earlier the atmosphere was absolutely brilliant. To be fair, from both sets of fans in stages, but Charlton obviously kept going. Uh, for the full 90 minutes, which was uh, really enjoyable. Len said, uh, hi, everyone. Uh, whatever it was, uh, Sangard was happy with the fee for Mason Burstow. In the short time he's been the owner, he must have seen an eye-watering dent in his available funds. We're only in League One at the moment. I don't believe he has a bottomless bucket of money to carry on like this. If we are going to survive in our current form, then going forward, uh, player sales are going to be a necessary part of the business model. Fingers crossed. Uh, but I think Jacko's first window may prove to be a good step towards our next goal of promotion. Uh, to the championship and yeah certainly uh, something uh, I'd say that I agree with there uh, Reg said uh, a good friend of mine is a tractor boy so I asked for his views on Scott Fraser uh, according to him he's got ability but for one reason or another has uh, not been anywhere near as effective as you'd expect he's frustratingly slow however is not a man who enjoys a tackle seen a few of these over the years but at least we've got Dobbo and Innes who have both clearly relished the dark art of tackling, uh, tackling. so here's hoping that Jacko can get a tune out of him. Yeah, it might it, it might be tough to judge him on on his Ipswich performances, considering, like, like we said, it doesn't sound like he's played as much as he wanted. Then finally, Phil says hi guys. Loads to discuss this week. Uh, firstly, a well deserved win at Portsmouth, despite the goal being offside. Uh, he says, um, I think I know why the assistant got got it wrong. It's because he Matthews was winding up for a long throw, but in the end, uh, they took it short and then got the cross in. Uh, well, okay, I can see I can see your, your views uh, uh, behind that. It says, second, I, I still can't understand why a player such as Mason Burstow wants to leave a club where he's on the fringe of making a breakthrough uh, into potentially a regular first team place to go to a club where and uh, to go to a, pl- a big club and return to youth football or be loaned out to another club at the same level he was playing. Chelsea, who's coaching and training staff, had the opportunity to snap him up whilst on trial for nothing, uh, but having not been interested, decided to 18 months later. It doesn't say much for the coaching and scouting personnel at Chelsea. They're obviously happy to do nothing much for a youngster and let other clubs do all the hard work and then pay a high fee for that work. Should now probably be fourth or fifth uh, choice if Kanu is given us a chance for the rest of the season unless there's a clause to loan him to us again uh, next season. says, finally, Wimbledon, I would like to see Fraser uh, given a chance, assuming he's fully fit, probably in place of Morgan or Lee, uh, and assuming others uh, are fit, no other changes unless Stockley is fit and ready. Well, we'll hear the update on the team news shortly. He says, definitely think Thomas is moving us everything in the right direction, despite the few doubters amongst us. Remember, uh, Roma wasn't built uh, in a day. That's from Phil. Cheers, Phil. Right, well, I think we should start to have a look ahead uh, to the game uh, with Wimbledon coming up on Saturday uh, at the Valley. And, well, uh, Phil did just ask for that update uh, on the fitness of the squad. So I've clipped a little bit of what Jacko said in press day uh, today, starting, of course, with that all-important update on Jaden Stockley. Yeah, getting closer, improving. Um, repeating myself but it is you know a really complicated sort of issue that he's got that if you rush it you know he could uh, he could have a setback so we have to be really really cute with it because if we do have a setback at this stage then that's probably season over for him so we need to get it right and we'll make sure that when he does come back that you know we've got him available for the rest of the season so um, yeah we're just we're just being managing that situation really carefully yeah big squad a lot of players to choose from a lot of fit players um, in this, yeah, he's come. You know, he, he came off the pitch the other night, tight hamstring precautionary, but he he's fine. He should be available for the game, and uh, yeah, no no new issues coming out of that Portsmouth game, thankfully. So we're in, uh, you know, we're in good nick going into that. There we go. So Jaden still sounds a while away. Um, you can understand the frustration, but it, it still feels like Mark because Jacko can't really give like a, a clear cut answer. There's obviously something complicated going on in the background there. It's a complicated injury, effectively. So if he comes back too early, that could be the end of his season. So you can understand why he's... You know, now we've got Chucks in, there's no need to rush him back. I think that's fair. Yeah, it's a difficult one. 
I gut feeling will we see him again this season? Mm, no, I don't think we will. And you know, we'll be a poor side for it because he does so much defensively. And but if we keep Chuck's fit and Washington's working well off of him, uh, I think you know we don't have too much to worry about. I think if we hadn't brought Chucks in, then yeah, I think we'd have been of struggling. It's difficult, obviously, because Jackson doesn't want to sort of like say too much about it, and these hip injuries can be niggly at the best of times. So it is it's hard for Jacko to come out and say, "Yeah, he's going to be out for exactly," because you know that doesn't happen. Well, you said he'd be back, you know, and, you, and you're sort of like hoisted by your own words as it is. As it is. Uh, difficult, really. Mm, we miss yeah. we miss him. Oh yeah, certainly. But good news, uh, Lewis. It sounds like you know Ryan obviously came off with um, with that injury, uh, you know, p- uh, like a potential tightening of the hamstring on Monday. But Jacko says he's going to be fine. So uh, you always have to be careful with him. That that's just going to be a fact now. I think for the rest of his career, unfortunately, and much better to take him off the last fifteen minutes when you can chuck a Piercy on who I think's done well this season anyway, uh, and don't risk Ryan being out for a, for any long spell of time, which unfortunately, would probably end his Charlton career. Yeah, exactly that. You know, putting him... He's probably getting through games in, in more volume than we expected now because his injury was so long-term. So he's come back in, he's performed very well. Um, so, yeah, like you say, when you've got a ready-made you know replacement on the bench, someone like Jason Pierce, who, as you say, has also had a very good season, in my opinion, then there's no point risking it. It's the same with Jaden. If you've got people there to cover it, there's no point risking it. And... It's probably worth a lot more to to Ryan at the moment as well, because as you say, contract coming to an end, the last thing he's going to want is an injury that's going to put an end to his season and potentially, as you say, his Charlton career. So, I, I really hope because I've got a lot of I've got a lot of you know I think he's brilliant. I really rate um, Ryan in this. I think he's been fantastic for us. The only concern is his fitness. I hope he has a fantastic second half of the season um and stays fit and earns himself a new deal because as mark said earlier i think he's got a lot of potential to be a real mainstay here he obviously loves it here as well i think he sung valley floyd road in his initiation didn't he or something which is great um someone that really is buying into what charlton's all about he spends a lot of time with the upbeats and does a lot and if if he can keep him fit and he can earn a new deal then you know i think it only benefits us because a fit running ish you, you don't get you don't get many better defenders in this division mm, right what about afc wimbledon who are coming to the valley uh, on Saturday, uh, they're sitting just above the relegation zone, uh, two points above the drop zone. They do have a game in hand on Morecambe, who sit 21st, uh, but they, are, they have been struggling uh, recently. They've got an extremely young squad, just lost their their, their top scorer, Oli Palmer, uh, to Wrexham of the National League, who uh, you may well know are money bags. They're owned by those American film stars, aren't they? Uh, but Jacko, anyway, was asked uh, what he makes of the Dons ahead of their trip to the Valley on Saturday. Yeah, I've seen a fair bit of them. Um live over the last few games that they've played uh, between me and my staff we've we've had pretty much the last four or five games covered and uh like you say they've got yeah they've got threats um they haven't won in a while but but they do make it difficult um to be beat at times and uh they've got some bright young energetic players that that if you're not on it can cause you problems uh, like every team in the league you know they'll have, they'll have, they'll pose us challenges it's up to us to figure that out and um, I'm confident with my team and where we're at, and on the back of a you know really good performance Monday, that if we can keep those levels of performance, that I feel like we can beat anyone in the league playing that way. So um, that's what we'll be trying to do, sort of you know stamp our authority on the game, especially being at home. Yeah, I think Mark's done a great job down there. Uh, got them playing some really good football. Difficult, like you say, difficult. It, um, at this level, with probably the resources compared to some of the other clubs, you look at the league this year, and there's some there's some huge clubs, isn't there? That you know we're probably resources much bigger than Wimbledon, so you know they're always going to be up against it. And to have his team playing the way that they are and competing the way that they do, I think is credit to what they're doing down there, and I think he's done a fantastic job. There we go. I mean, they're always going to struggle at this level, Mark, because they ain't got any money, basically. And they, they've, they've just built themselves a, a lovely new stadium, uh, which at some point we will have the uh, honour of visiting. But the game's been pushed back to March now. It was originally due to be on Boxing Day. Um, you know, for them, it's a constant battle to stay in this league um, with with a small budget. But that doesn't mean, you know, we're in no no uh, mood to be charitable when they come to the Valley on Saturday. We need to, we need to make sure that we get we get the result that we want. Um, against them. 
yeah, it's one of those ones which you think yourself you could play so well against Pompey and throw it all in a bin when you come up against Wimbledon. I mean, you know what you're going to get when you play Wimbledon. They've they've always been that kind of fighting team, and I remember you know they've they've beaten us at the Valley fairly recently, I believe. And it's we have to be on our game, and we can't afford to have this big club, small club mentality, which I think bites a lot of teams on the backside. We are, you know, you say, oh, we you a big team in League One, but we, we are where we are. We're, we're a League One team. And yes, yeah, we are. We have been for something like nine or ten of the last 15 yeah. seasons. So I think, you know, I think we, the mistake a lot of fans make is go, oh, we should beat these, whether that be Wimbledon or Shrewsbury or Gillingham or Doncaster or whatever. And then suddenly, you know, you, you're seeing it and boom, we've lost. And you're thinking, how, how did we lose? And thinking, well, they wanted it more. If we we know we've got skillful players, we know we've got passionate players, and we know Jackson's finally sort of maybe getting a decent tune out of them again. So you know, the things are all in place, and yeah, they, they, they've had to sell a couple of their players, which they probably didn't need to want to do. But again, as I'd said, it was the same with us with Burstow. We didn't want to, but we're a League One side. A team comes knocking and says, right, we can give you this much money. Their overheads, even with a new stadium, aren't going to be as big as we've got with a valley, but they're still going to have bills to pay, and it probably helps them in that way. So, it, you know, most League One clubs, probably without the exception of Sunderland, Wigan, are going, to, are going to be selling clubs. It's how you deal with that. Do they give one of their kids a chance who could be chomping a bit and... Thinking, right, you know, if I if I try my best against Charlton and score, blah blah blah, you know, I can get a run, and that that could be the momentum they need. So we've just got to be make sure we're on it. That's that's what the bottom line is, and mm. don't don't underestimate them. That's yeah. you know, regardless of where their position is or what their last few games have been or what players are there, don't underestimate them. Yeah, nine games without a win though for Mark Robinson's side. I mean, looking at us. You know, we're coming off the back of a very good performance. I mean, uh, so, someone in the emails mentioned they'd like to see Fraser come in if he's fit enough. But then, you know, they said either, either drop, like, I think they said either drop Morgan or Lee. And obviously Lee didn't start the last game. Gilby started that game. And I thought he played very well just behind the strikers. I think Albie's been superb. So I'm not, I'm not entirely sure that, that Scott Fraser walks into this side, Lewis. No, not at all. I, I think you can't. Unless there's injuries there, I wouldn't change that winning side from, from Monday because I thought we played really well. I thought the midfield collectively had a very good game I thought Dobbo you know as usual was outstanding and Gilby coming back in as well he made such a difference and he had a chance off the post as well and looked really dangerous going forward and Albie as well he's really come back into his own in the last two games I don't think you can drop any of those at the moment but having someone like Scott Fraser to bring off the bench if maybe we're having a bit of a sluggish um, you know sluggish period against against the Dons on on Saturday it would you know wouldn't surprise me because they are one of those sides I never underestimate because they always seem to be quite quite tricky. I mean, the last time we played them at home was a bit of a thriller, wasn't it? Like 5-2. So, I mean, they can score goals. It's going to be a tough encounter. But for me, the, the, the team should stay the same as it was Monday. But having Scott Fraser in and around it and training this week will obviously, you know, it bodes well to try and get him on the bench. And it would be interesting to see if we see either of Niall John or, or Juan Castillo as well this weekend. Lovely stuff. Right, we've run out of time on this week's big match preview. Thanks to all of you uh, who've tuned in, especially those who, of course, contacted the show. You can do so uh, between now and Sunday if you want to have your say on whatever happens against the Dons. You can email us, studio at chartonlive.co.uk, or you can tweet us at chartonlive. We'll read your message out on Sunday's podcast. But for now, we'll say thank you for listening. Thank you, uh, Mark and Lewis, for joining me on the pod. No worries, mate. See you Saturday. Good to speak to the pair of you. I'm Louis Mendes. Thanks for listening. We'll see you again on Sunday.
When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.